Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks. Welcome back. To another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Haven't heard that in for a while now. You know, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy just hearing that. I'm so excited to hear that. Uh, I do that just for you, Matt. Well, I gotta. We could have taken that out of a previous episode and use it on the episode you were missing for, but we didn't want to fake the funk, so. But here's the real deal back with us. How you been? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be back and uh, ready to uh, head on in. You were were confined for a bit, right? (laughs) You was kidnapped. I was. Pay ransom. Yes, I guess. I was kidnapped by uh, the men in black, and uh, they finally returned me. Thankfully, uh, they didn't wipe my brain. How can it be more wiped than no, no, no shameless plug on what you've been doing? Well, I mean, since since uh, you're bringing it up, I was, I was in Las Vegas shooting a film oh. called Alien Storm. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got to work with uh, Tom Arnold. So that uh, that was uh, one of those things checked off my bucket list. Very so cool. very cool. We're always a lot of fun. Always I love fun. Vegas. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Lose a lot of money out in Vegas. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I won seventeen dollars. So <laughs> I won seventeen dollars. I consider myself a winner. Okay, that was my big jackpot. I won seventeen bucks. Cost three hundred dollars to win seventeen bucks. Though that was the problem. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Is that considered a write-off at that point? Since it's work-related, <laughs> that's a good idea. I gotta have to. I have to look into the income tax laws on that <laughs> tax write-off. <laughs> and brother Jonathan, how you doing over there? I'm still with us. That's right. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh come on, come on! It's all good in the hood. 
It is. Always. I joke. I know. Joke yeah, your wife's giving you the death stare. Yeah, but she's beautiful. That's true. All right, cool. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to get into a really, uh, there's another voice, a female voice, everybody out there heard. You go, Ooh, female voice on the old Pale podcast. What's going on? I didn't think those girls were allowed on that show. What's going on? That's never that's never been the case. You know what I mean? Um, it's always always a very welcoming, accepting show for anybody. You know what I mean? And we have two of the best with us this evening. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> uh, they got a new show with the network, Trauma Mamas. So we're gonna want everybody to go check into that. You know what I mean? Be on the lookout. <laughs> We got Ari- Ariana and Sam. Yeah, I'm looking excited. <laughs> you guys excited? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been working like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're ready. <laughs> Hell yeah. What are you guys thinking about? What What can you tell people about the show? I know we, we have, nothing's been released yet, but is there anything you can tell folks about what they can expect with the upcoming show? Um, they're going to laugh and cry. And we come with a warning label. Absolutely. <laughs> we talk about real fucked up shit, <laughs> but we make know, light of that. <laughs> yeah, you got to laugh it out. So and we we just cry the whole time, so we have to laugh. <laughs> I like to laugh it out sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, is crying it out all right though? Good cry. Lisa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For we sure. We had a I have to, or else I feel like my throat's going to close. She cries over everything, so right. she'll oh, yeah. cry all the time, and I'll probably I just do. laugh <laughs> at her crying. There was a conversation recently, I think it was on a, uh, actually, I don't think, I don't think. Um, the question was, you know, is listening to sad music a good, you know, what do you, what do you think? You think it's a good deal? When you're sad, you think it's a good deal, or you think it's a bad deal? Because it does have the tendency to bring it down a little bit more. Yeah, you have the you have the group vibe of all oh, these people are relating to my problem. They're hurt too, uh, or but I you 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 know I'll, I'll hear a, I'll hear a sad song. It'll make me sad even when I'm in a good mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? I think it depends on the person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, depends. Either it can make them sad or makes them feel comfortable being sad. Yeah. Yeah, it all depends on why it makes you sad, I think. And what type of actual mood you're actually really in. I mean, I, I'm i one of those people that like to put myself in weird emotional feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely, I've been working on, like, appropriately feeling, like, through them all at the right time. And... I mean, I like a good dance party too, but I really like a good cry session also. <laughs> Can you do both? That's what I say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's been many times where I've danced and cried actually at the same time. <laughs> well, hopefully today that'll be one of those days. We're about to pop into some darkness on Behold the Pill podcast this evening. Some crazy shit. Uh, yeah. Everybody, go light some candles and put on all the lights because the show's about to get so dark. It's gonna make your your living rooms feel like you got the lights off. <laughs> I got the Ouija board. 
Oh no, we put that don't. Away. it'll get darker. We don't need that trouble. We oh, don't. Yeah. I, I don't think we need to bring anyone from the other side to add to the darkness. Ray Bootin is, seriously, Ray Bootin isn't on. Isn't really on behold much anymore. So we don't have much protection with stuff like that. I so. know. There's nobody here to protect us. There ain't nobody here to protect us, Sean. Come on, come on. Don't start shit, Sean. <laughs> So and I will always, take over the protection. You guys they, are now protected. I gotta go light this Ouija board up. Hold on. They always get us with electricity. <laughs> they always get us with a little technical stuff whenever we mess with the Ouija and, and talk about <laughs> stuff it doesn't want us. It, it fooks with us. But uh, we're gonna get into some other stuff that fooks with us, which is uh, we're all you know Massachusetts people. I think it's safe to say that and. Uh, you know, we've had a couple big old whammies not too long ago, and it's kind of a crazy deal, you know, and uh, more than a couple, because Alex just had one recently in the last week up in his neck of the woods, yeah. and we'll pop into that, but, um, you know, the Cohasset deal, you know, there, there was a Brian Walsh, uh, his wife, Anna, or Anna, I believe, Anna Walsh. Yeah. Um, I guess she was she was scheduled to hop on a plane to for a work deal, got driven to the airport, never got on the plane. And no, uh, she was supposed to get a ride share from her house, supposedly, was waiting on that, and that was the last anyone seen her. Yeah, she didn't get she the never ride got share. on it. Oh, There's so no she, record. Oh, I felt like he dropped her off the vibe. No. no. So she was supposed to get like a ride share and she she never showed up for that. Like they they have no it was record never of it. Scheduled. Being, Book. He lied like, about it. Yeah, he said she was last he knew she was waiting for rideshare, but no Uber, no Lyft, nothing had record of that. And he supposedly wanted a, a divorce. That was the whole deal behind it. Right? Or no? Uh, I think it was more so like she kind of wanted out and because she kept going back and forth. I see the her job and if you yeah, like, if you look at the pictures you can get an idea who wanted who wanted out. You get a good yeah. idea. You know what I mean? Um but a very very crazy deal. So she goes missing. Her work, I think, is the people that complain that she's not there. Not even not even the husband. Well, the husband, I guess, it would go with the, the yeah. Story. So her work, her work are the ones that initially made the missing report. Yeah. yeah. And then he made one after. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it's the work that's uh, the ones. Um, Calling up the cops and saying, uh, someone's missing, uh, instead of the, uh, the family member, it kind of puts a lot of red flags right there. Yeah, exactly. Cause you don't hear from your wife for a couple days, even a day, and you're not like, hmm, something's wrong. Yeah. Work was just pissed off that somebody had to cover her shift. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking to get her in trouble. Well, it was her firm. She was like co owner of that, uh, real estate firm. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, well, it was like a life insurance policy or something was part of the motive too, supposedly. Yeah, I'm surprised because he was yeah. already. They just let. Um, they just released that like her life insurance policy was up to like two million or something. Oh, sure. Damn, I killed myself for two million. <laughs> Alex, I would let you do that if you signed it over to me. Don't you, don't you ever talk like that again? That's cold. That's crazy. Um, I know that, uh, yeah, he was, he, he was known for like, wasn't he on house arrest because he like was selling fake paintings or something like that? Yeah, fake Andy Warhols and he was waiting for trial. 
What a guy. He had an ankle bracelet on. Yeah, he could only go certain places. He had to, like, call and ask to go places, and they only approved certain places he could go. Home Depot was not one of them. Part of why they caught him, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be Brockton or Abington and was. Was he about to be going to jail, or was he... Oh, yeah, they were just wanting to, like, sentence him. So he was pretty much going to jail anyways. Yeah, probably wouldn't have been for life. Looking to get that money and get out of the country. You know, he looked... (laughs) I wonder how long he's been... I wonder how long he knew he, he was in trouble for because he looked like he packed on that weight. Like, he didn't have that weight with him for a long time. He packed on some weight probably over last year or two. So I wonder if he just, like, as soon as he realized he was going to jail, he was like, forget about it. I was actually wondering if it was, like, med-related, like if he ended up getting medicated after that. That would be another one for, for the, you know. Because she wrote, like, a letter to the court saying, like, he had a traumatic background and, you know, he's not right and... Like, please forgive him type deal. Well, he looked like he, at one time he probably could have been a decent looking dude and he not anymore. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that uh I think that got to him. So that could fuck with his mental health too. Not that we're you know not that we're trying to fucking help the dude out. He obviously but, didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, they like town people said he would just looked like a creep anyways. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. What'd you say there? They said, like, some of the town people, like, local people in his town said he just looked like a creep. So the town's people are already painting this guy as the boogeyman. There's, like, <laughs> several families that have come forward to volunteer to take her kids in. Yeah. So they were fighting with the state to to keep them together. And there was a bunch of people willing to take them in. So the the kids? Yeah. Those, so they were having serious issues at home. Yeah, it's still unclear, though, if she was... she. Well, she was definitely going back and forth from her office, which was, what, in New Jersey? Yeah. And she was going back and forth. Like, Monday through Friday, she'd be in New Jersey. And then the weekends, she'd be up here. But it's unclear if the kids were would go back and forth with her or not. So there was kids involved. None of them yeah. were yeah. hurt. Three little ones. No. Physically, no kids physically. were hurt. Not physically no. hurt. We like to we like Correct. to take no. note of right. that. Yeah, not physically hurt. Um, not physically hurt, but mentally hurt for sure. Oh my god, yeah, I'm sure. Were they not I home? want to know about their like interviews with the kids. Were they somewhere else or were they in the we area? Don't know. See, they don't really talk about it. All they say is how he searched stuff on one of his kids' iPads. Yes. Well, he searched up a bunch of crazy stuff about how to get rid of, you know, like how long it takes before the body would smell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them was funny. It was 10 ways to dispose of a body. Yeah. I I thought the 10 ways thing was pretty kind of comical. Yeah, they like weight, 115 pound body. For the, yeah. ser- for the seriousness of it, I pay- he's on YouTube watching a video 10 ways to dispose of a body. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, he can always uh, say that uh, he was going to write a book. You know, that's that that was all research for a book. I mean, it, it's I mean, the thing that really got me was after like the first time I saw him on the uh, TV. 
he's being walked out by the police, and he has this shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And, yeah, I, was like, I, I mean, I mean, I'm like, that listen, was crazy looking. Yeah. yeah. I, I, either the guy's like, you know, totally. Uh, the guy looks like totally tapped out. I mean, yeah. I'm open. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, but. And he come out looking like that. You have a hard time giving him any benefit of the doubt. Right. He had no shame in his game. Yeah. I think that people, like that lawyers tell him to do that to look positive type deal. If you go out there with a mean mug or you're going sad and look guilty, it's not going to look good for you. So I think they just go. So, so, so come out looking like the Joker. No. Okay, that's why that's so, that's what his lawyer not told him. That. The lawyer tells him why so serious before they step out the door. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks like he was trying to do a Heath Ledger impersonation. Thank you. Terrible. Probably. Um, do you do you, what did you do? You, would you speculate? You think there was anything foul play going on? You know, if maybe their relationship was dead, maybe she had a new boyfriend that she was going to see in New Jersey and. You might not have been a big fan of something like that. Well, they painted, like, a timeline of Anna talking to, like, her sister and her mother and had told her mom around Christmas time, like, that things were bad and, like, wanted her to come. And she was like, I can't get my shit together in a day. Like, sorry. And... I guess the night before she went missing, she had blown up her mother's phone, her sister's phone, mm-hmm. her best friend's phone, and nobody answered. Uh, yeah. They were sleeping or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. Um, no, I would have a lot of guilt over that. They leave any, well, I, it's a wild deal. They leave messages, do you know? Or? If she did, they haven't been released. Mm. Yeah, it's not really. And did he go to court? I know this one. This is the this is the latest, like the earliest one that happened. So I don't know when the court date is. I know recently they like said how he watched some of like they showed a video of him watching on the case. Yeah, and like again, still not looking like he felt any sort of remorse or anything. Like just watching and like looking like you could at least look somewhat sad or something. Other than a psycho. He's a sociopath, you know what I mean? It's like it's Ted Bundy type stuff, you know what I mean? Where, like, if they, they make the, it's a delusional state of, like, mental health where they believe that they didn't do it. They, they make themselves believe, no, 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 that wasn't me type deal. And that, that's how they can put off this whole deal. And they go into a whole, I bet they go into a whole weird, I bet that whole deal's a blur for them. It's just like, Crazy. Well, I mean, I'm never surprised how people are able to excuse no matter what they do with yeah. some kind of rationalization, which, I mean, no matter what they do, I, it never ceases to amaze where, you know, they can sit down and like, well, you know, this might seem bad, but I did this for the right reason. Yeah, and even if the reason is as you know bonkers as as anything, you know they're just so content and so wrapped up in their own little you know story that 
uh, there's no way of, you know, shaking them loose of it. Right. Now, they found two bloody knives and, and like, bloody slippers in the basement or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- you think on that top, knife. in that top ten ways to dispose of a body, the next video would have been something about cleaning up the crime scene, maybe, in the follow-up video? Yeah. Because it's well, and then he... got the wrong info. We got the top ten things not to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's kind of crazy for him to go through the hassle. Well, I guess you got to be have you got to be kind of really a stupid person to like look that stuff up. Stupid enough to completely forget to get rid of the murder weapons that are fucking bloody and in your basement. Who doesn't delete their history? Right, like that's that's it wasn't deleted. That's Why would you do it knowing people can look? Like Brian. going cognito mode. That's why we have public libraries, people. I know. I that's what I was thinking. Like uh, I would go ex- look that shit up in the library. <laughs> Excuse me, librarian. Um I, I'm looking for the book on how to kill my wife and dispose of her body. Uh is that going to be in how to or you know, um you know under criminal justice. I, I don't know. Which 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 part of the library should I go Both. to get this? It's and, in DIY. 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 I know a ra- I know a rapper named Necro. That's a DIY. I know a rapper named Necro. We worked with him on a TV pilot many moons ago, and he got he made a song. He's like a horrorcore rapper, a death rap. Made a song called "Dead Body Disposal," and uh, I guess a dude in the UK or something like that actually like killed somebody and. You know, used it as like the blueprint, and I remember he had to go to like fucking court. It was like a big deal. So like it's no, yeah. I mean it's out there. It's very uh, the dude's very stupid. You'd think the first thing you would do is get rid of the murder weapon. Did, did he not remember O.J. Simpson? Apparently not. Did not live. If the glove does yeah. not fit, you must acquit. You oh, Maybe he wore a bigger glove or smaller I, one. I mean, he, he must, he, he nailed it with the, I guess the 10 ways to dispose of a body. You know, he needed all 10 because it worked because they've yet to find her, right? Then there was never a recovery of a body. No. Now, didn't they find bloody blankets next to like a um, incinerator or something where you would burn stuff? Yeah, and I think that that was like another thing. He looked up that recycling thing about recycling deal because they like burn their stuff. So it was like Uh, he looked into that too, and so they're wondering if it burnt in there because before they could get in there, stuff I had already burnt. But he had gone and dropped off all the shit in the dumpsters at the condo complex that his mother lived at up in the North Shore. Yeah, and there's surveillance camera footage that they just released of him putting something heavy in the dumpster. In the dumpster? Yeah. Like, they think it was the body? You think he... Well, I know that they... A hacksaw and I think a hatchet were things that he picked up at the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like He went to of- a couple of different dumpsters, so which is why they were, like, all over the different recycling centers in Massachusetts. And they never found anything, huh? They found enough evidence supposedly from what I've heard to be able to like charge him with it. Well, it was yeah. the, without like, a body. Like the bloody Yeah. Bloody like, blankets, right? Uh, they found a bunch of shit, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they say it's really hard to get like that guilty charge without a body. And it's only happened very few times. So and they so far have been able to push this case without the body, luckily through other things. Well, I mean, they can push it, they can push it, but whether or not it'll win. Yeah. They can build build a case based off of it, but whether or not it'll fly and work is another thing. But you're dead on, correct? I mean, without a body, I mean, you think, what's the chance of this guy getting away with this, in in your opinion? I don't think he will. No, you think it'll be Charlie Manson style where they go, he just got to go down. No matter what. Yeah. He's too much shit doesn't add up for him at all. Like he has nothing to help him. Yeah, I'm curious as to hear. I didn't hear the story that they painted of him. His defense. Have you heard it? No, they didn't go live on his last foot day, right? Yeah, I'm sure they're paying him to be a dude that loved his wife and his family and everything. Oh, so polite. Everything was great. She just disappeared one day, and she, <laughs> she was just awful. She must have came back to the house because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Maybe she never left the house. All I know is that when I left, I don't even know what, what was his deal with. Did he leave? Where was he at the time of this? Supposedly, you know, sleeping. He was sleeping, eh? Yeah, that she supposedly was leaving at like three a.m. and thought she left. So, and then didn't hear from his wife for days until. He finds out the work said, oh, she's missing. And he's like, oh, I better report that too. If they were having like a, if they were having a really bad, if they were like on the verge of breaking up, I could almost see them not talking or caring. Like I could see him not caring and I'm not trying to, you know, help the dude out at all. I'm just, I, I like to always try and hit it from every angle. Um, but like I vibe with the fact that the dude might have, uh, you know, just not cared about her like if they were if they were on the outs she wouldn't call him he wouldn't call her they would probably they'd be going through like the motions of life just almost like roommates almost yeah but they're kids if they were hanging for the kids uh, if you're together like wouldn't you call your kids and at least contact through the kids and stuff and the kids said that there was yeah i mean if the kids weren't there it's interesting because if the kids weren't at home and they don't, they don't, the kids, I feel for the majority probably wouldn't like uh, the dad in the situation like that. Um, he's kind of a creepy dude. I, I vibe for kids pick up on that. The, um, but I, I, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It's not out of the ordinary. If the, if the relationship was that rocky for nobody to really be in communication like that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see as the as the trial goes in and they bring more people into it. You know, I'd be curious. I mean, his his defense might have might have found a boyfriend that was in New Jersey, and all you, you find somebody in New Jersey, then all you gotta do is find trouble around him in his area. Maybe not even him, just people that he deals with that they could try and link the fact that she got killed over beef that he had with somebody. You know what I mean? Because that's what lawyers do. They go, oh, well, let me just find one little hole that I can tear open and make a fucking big lie out of that'll work. And my right. dude will win. Or my dude that'll win. Right. But not having Can that body. Whatever. And not having that body is huge, 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 huge. Definitely. Even with the blood, it's like, yeah, she could have been wounded, but maybe there's always the deal of like, well, you know, 
she maybe she didn't die from it. Maybe she, you know, people are wild in court. You could say she yeah. didn't die, but she she had enough. That was the point. She realized she had enough, so she left. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, because the other side saying, "Oh, she was the, dismembered." You know, they're gonna the do side. extreme opposites. <laughs> they're gonna break. They're gonna break him down as like a, a blue collar criminal. You know, selling stolen art couldn't hurt a fly. Wouldn't <laughs> survive in prison. You know, loved his wife. <laughs> yeah, great dude. They're gonna paint him like that, and at the end of the day, gonna be like, "We painted you this great guy. This could be you guys. You know, one of your jurors. This could be you guys because of a couple things that don't line up right, and now you're accused of killing your your significant other." And they go, "Well, I guess I don't know." Yeah, but the guy's already got fraud under his belt, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you. That's something. Taking his words fucking hard. (laughs) Well, that's true, but then it's like, just because of that, could you accuse somebody of the murder? And fraud, it's breaking the law, but it's not exactly murder, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you know what I mean? But you're right, I'm definitely vibing with you that he's not a good dude. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, you're going with a say, I mean... Someone who commits fraud isn't going to mean they're going to commit murder, but also doesn't mean that they won't. Right. Um, the big question is, okay, here, here you got a guy who's, he's definitely, he's on house arrest. He's most likely going to go to prison for that. And there's one thing uh, that you could look at. You could also look at that the way he sees it, he has nothing left to lose. I mean, he's going to prison anyway. And maybe he considered that, you know, he wanted, he couldn't let, you know, her, you know, be happy. I I mean, it's one of those things I find amazing with a lot of guys, which I think is kind of a theme that's been going on a lot lately, where you have guys who are supposed to be the the breadwinner, the, uh, the, the guy who's like, you know, taking care of the family, and then when they screw up or something like that, and they find there's no way out. They believe that the family can't go on without them. Hmm. So they then decide that, oh, I'm going to kill, you know, my family because, oh, I mean, heck, they can't have a life without me because, I mean, I'm I'm the man. I'm the guy in charge. I'm the man. And- like the, <laughs> like, like the, 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 like the turn, like I'm the man, or like the man, the man. What's going on? Yes, but but I mean, I mean, the thing is that that, or it could just simply be the fact that you know he knows that he's going to prison and he can't live with the idea that his wife could you know live a normal, happy life with his kids without him. So it's he sees this as his only opportunity to kind of you know make sure that she's out the picture and and that she's not going to. You know, be in, in, you know, happy when he's gone. And I mean, that's, that's the only reason I can think of why someone who's already under house arrest, mm-hmm. who definitely has people watching what he's doing and, and following what he's doing would do a gamble like this. Normally, you know, if you're talking about someone in their right mind, they'd be like, well, Everyone's watching me. Why would I take a chance, even if I really wanted to hurt or kill somebody? Yeah. Why would I do that when there's so many eyes on me already? 
normally a normal person who wants to do this, who's thinking somewhat rationally, would be like, well, I want to make sure that no one's looking at me when I'm doing this. And it's still amazing that since he was on house arrest and all of that, that he still was able to do this and get rid of the body before, you know, law enforcement, you know, found out something was up. Well, I right. mean, it, it wasn't a huge, like, it wasn't a huge threat what he got caught for. And he was like, he was, I believe they were like, they had money. It was like an area that had money. So there's more reason not to really. Yeah, but I mean, for example, like the whole thing of him going, uh, he's supposed to be on house arrest, and he goes to Home Depot and buys that stuff. I mean, now I don't know enough about like ankle bracelets and all that, but I would have assumed that if he went out of the, you know, left the house or something, it should have registered saying, hey, (laughs) the dude that's supposed to be on house arrest is not in his house. Right. I know he was allowed to ask to go places. And so he said he was like going to help his mom. Like said one day she was getting out of the hospital, going to help her and then taking his kid for like ice cream or something. So he would ask to go places and then come to find out, which I thought that GPS in them, like he was in all these other places he wasn't supposed to be when they looked into it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just find it amazing that they only looked into it after this shit happened instead of like, I mean, yes, I understand it's fraud. And it's not uh, like um, a He's big got money too. Um, they're more lenient. They really are when you when they're more lenient on you when you got more money. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's well, you know, he would have gotten away with the fraud case if he decided to try to um, impersonate like uh, Jackson Pollock pa- paintings. You know, I mean, all he has to do is do a drop cloth, and then, then he can pull that off. But um, yeah, I wonder, I, I wonder just, if his, I wonder if his uh, his fake paintings will actually go up in value now because <laughs> his story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of you know, if if Sona has as his fake paintings, then they're like, hey, the guy who did this, the guy, one of his uh, his paintings. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll rest in peace, Anna. Well, that's sad shit. And hopefully, you know, justice is served and they figure out what the right deal is. And uh, the person who, you know, the person who did it goes down for the count on it. That's that's cold blood. Yeah. Now, Alex, I know you said locally up by you there was something new that happened. You want to dip into that a little bit? Yeah. No, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't know a lot about it because... When it happened, I wasn't uh, I wasn't here. I found out about it when I came back from yeah. my trip. But um, I live in Andover, and uh, uh, there's uh, a sex in Andover where they have a lot of you know big houses, mansions, with you know, and supposedly a a, uh, a father killed his wife and his son, and then killed himself, um, and his son, I think, was maybe fourteen at the and uh, 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 was actually on the phone with nine one one when his father came in with the gun, and supposedly his 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 son says, "Go ahead, shoot me," and unfortunately the father did, and then of course shot himself. 
of I don't know much about you know the, uh, the circumstances behind it. Uh, just speculating. I mean, going on with uh, what we talked about, similar is that usually when you have uh, forget the exact term of it, but when you have a a a man who's a father and a husband, uh, especially if they're in very wealthy or very well-to-do, and, you know, finances are, are tight or whatever, uh, and uh, they they try to keep up uh, appearances. They keep on spending more than they should, and and it's all about the lifestyle. And then, you know, sooner or later, that catches up to them. And, and they realize that, you know, the... The facade that they've created is going to fall down. Now, some of these men I've I read about think in their minds that you know their family can't live without them. That you know it's their job as the man to you know uh, take care of them, and if they can't, then they can't you know live without them. So in their messed up mentality, they think that the only uh, only uh, thing that they can do. Is to kill him, and uh, and then of course you know um, some of them uh, just go on with their uh, lives, and others. In this case, this guy killed himself, and that always just blows my mind when you are so egotistical yeah. that you can't believe that people can't live without you. So you take it upon yourself to eradicate their life because you can't, you know, fulfill your obligations. I mean, that just blows my mind. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about me? What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I, hope I hope not. I hope not, Matt. Um, no. I feel you. You bring up the, 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 the ego thing there. Like, there was a thing in uh, down by me on the South Shore, maybe like two, three years ago, of a guy that shot I think the wife and like three of the kids and then himself and uh, that just rang rang in my head when you said that yeah it's weird yeah, they... like, yeah it's kind of <laughs> like you never really know the true stories and there's like so many things that it could be you know what I mean it's yeah weird. yeah it's but it is sad for sure Driving yeah and and I think uh, whether whatever the, the story is whether it's money issues whether it's infidelity or whatever is the thing that sets the dominoes in motion for this to happen. Yeah. One thing I think is the common denominator is the fact that you have these guys that in their mindset that, you know, they have such a high opinion of themselves that they can't see, you know, their loved ones living their life without them. Or living in the you know, a lap of luxury that they, uh, the facade that they created for them, that they think that the best decision is to you know kill themselves and the family, or just kill I the think, family because yeah. we've there's also stories where you have men that do that and then they you know disappear and then you find them years later hiding out with another family. Yeah, it's yeah, story. Yeah, right? the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, it could. I mean, that could be. A, that could be one. You know what I mean? The the egotistical ones. One that's like the ultimate. Just 
dark, complete darkness, hatred. Yeah, they said it was like a, it seemed like a sad domestic violence thing where he killed them. I think sadness could eventually slide into hatred and hatred could do things like that. You know what I mean? There could be the situation of, you don't know if, you know, maybe there was like some something, you know, maybe there was an, an outside part there wasn't no more uh husband and wife deal maybe there was somebody else getting involved in in, in sexual matters you know what i mean like that yeah stuff but I'm, I'm, i mean i mean i mean there's that, a lot of i mean if the kid was on the phone call like then just shoot me it seems like a domestic it. thing like the dad was already abusing the kid to begin with and the that, kid was just like, you know what i'm with you on that i'm feeling that when i when he told me that i thought the kid you know Abuse, definitely, but the kid probably, he probably, like, killed other people before. So after, you, like, I guess I assume, dude, after you see everybody in your life, so to speak, get fucking killed right there in front of you, you're kind of pretty ready to check out anyways, I think. So, right, like- yeah, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing, you know what I mean? I don't even want to attempt to be in the mindset of it. But it's, uh, yeah, like, that kid... Dude, that kid, that's the most, one of the most gangster fucking things I've ever heard, dude. Go ahead. He, 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 he either watches too many movies like us or <laughs> he's just beyond fucking gangster, dude. Because... Well, I, I think honestly, I mean, I, you never know until you're in that situation how you're going to react. Right. And, and the way I see it is probably the kid was, he, he knows that he's not getting out of there. Okay. And, and the thing is, he also has the 911 operator on that. And he made it very clear that he's talking to his father and, 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 and made that ultimatum so that at least someone will hear what happens. Right. So, and, and the fact is, maybe if the kid was not on the phone mm. when his father came in to shoot him, his father might not have killed himself. His father True. might have just said, oh, yeah, a, a burglar came in, killed my wife, killed my son. I right. was sleeping. Uh, I didn't hear anything. But with the kid pretty much you know, doing that, he knows that th- there's no way for him to try to weasel his way out of, you know, oh, I had nothing to do with this. He might have just, or, I mean, he might have thought he was going to do that ahead of time, or maybe it was a split-second decision like, well, I mean, I've done this. I'm not going to get out of this. I'm going to prison. I'm going to lose everything. I might as well also end my life. That's also another possibility. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah, that uh, that stuff boggles my mind when people go crazy like that. It's Oh, yeah. It's almost like in the insanity, like... The darkness is unexplainable. You know what I mean? Like you'll see everybody I think likes to believe in the good and good and bad and the karma and the yin and yang. And if you're a good person, good things happen to you and stuff. And every now and then we'll all see a situation where like something fucking awful will happen to someone great that doesn't deserve it. You really question the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? And that is the same vibe that you get with shit like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, I've seen, like, people, like, go through, but it's drug-induced psychosis. You know, I've witnessed my kid's dad become somebody else and be on the other side of that, you know. 
So I, I see people, but that was a drug induced psychosis. Like not every one of these stories is someone on drugs. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, I've watched this guy become someone else and beat the shit out of me, you know? And it's crazy because when he was sober, it's not the same person. It's that's crazy. The, that's the, the demon of drugs and alcohol. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, very, very sorry to hear that. You know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I uh, everyone has darkness in them. Everyone has demons in them, and sometimes, I mean, with, whether it's uh, addiction or whether it's uh, something else, whether it's uh, just something messed up in their brains, or sometimes it could very be simpler that you know, just stress of I mean everyday life especially the way we have society just beats you down and if you are beaten down so many times that that can also itself be a trigger to push you over uh, over to that and unfortunately the biggest problem with our society is the fact that um, mental health is one of the uh, biggest things that we lack it. I mean, for all of, I mean, as, as countries go, we're, you know, we have so much money and so much, you know, possibilities, but you still have people that believe in hoarding money and, and resources. And the only ones who really can get it are like, you know, the rich and the famous. But even then, you still, mental health, you, you, you see some of these people with all this money all this, you know, resources, and they still seem to fall through the cracks. Right. So that shows us that even there's even a bigger problem with mental health because even those who should be able to have, like, the best drugs and all that to take care yeah, of these brother. issues, they, they, yeah. they still seem to, you know, uh, uh, crack. Yeah. So, so the yeah, fact is... Yeah, I, I, there, there's something even more insidious about about uh, our problems with mental health because even those that one would think would be able to get the help that they need, they don't get the help that they need. Right. And that still blows my mind. Oh, yeah. I'm writing school papers on about the lack of mental health for people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of our biggest problems, and so many people just want to just uh, you know, just push under the rugs, like oh, you know, uh, here's a few Xanax, and you know, you know, watch a happy movie or something like that, right? And I DJ stand the man, <laughs> good watch. Yeah, well, I don't think I mean I, I I'm all for DJ Send the Man, but I don't think it's going to help people out of It'll the It'll help anybody, like... anybody depressed. Watch DJ can get it on the Patreon page. <laughs> the, uh, but no, I'm with you for sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate, you know, some of those that mental things just a chemical imbalance. You, know, you don't have to add drugs to the equation. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. sometimes people are just born, you know what I mean, with that imbalance, which is fucking tragic in itself. Sucks. <laughs> Uh, but it, these people, you know, they've kind of lived normal lives and then they came to one point where they just fucking snapped and did this wild thing. What do you guys think makes somebody live a normal life 
I guess nobody knows what's going on in their head, but for the most part, a normal life. And then one day, bizarro world. Well, whether you have money or not, if you're crazy, you're crazy. That's it's true. just whether how good you can hide it or not and how long until it comes really to full effect. Yeah. yeah. It affects everybody, whether you have money or not. Yeah. So I they mean, might look like they have a good life, but do they really? Well, I, I I mean, the thing I always find amazing is that when you have people that do have all the resources and the money, yeah. a lot of times, you know, that I I think it's human nature to destroy oneself. A lot of times, because I've seen so many people that they have everything. Okay, there there's no need to go into drugs. There's no need right. to, I mean, I mean, they, they, they pretty much have a pretty decent life, but then again, they have a need to either destroy themselves or destroy other people. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's like an inherent, like, uh, thing with, with us as a species that we just, we just can't seem to, find a way to just, you know, live without, you know, harming either each other or ourselves. And it, it's, it's sad. And, and, but you, you look at these people that, you know, they should be happy with everything that they got. But then again, if there's a chance of losing that, that itself is enough to push a lot of people over the edge. Yeah. A lot of people can't can't seem to deal with the idea of not being on a certain echelon. And because of that, that's what I think pushes a lot of like the those who are in the more of the wealthy bracket to do things like this because they're like, you know, I don't want to be poor. I, I can't I can't live as a poor person. So when they decide to try to do something and it backfires and and it looks like they might be, you know, going down the, the hill of being bankrupt and maybe have to, you know, actually find, you know, ways to live less a luxurious life. Uh, a lot of these people just, you know, snap because they're like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to live like a normal person. Yeah. Well, everybody. I think probably- nine times out of 10, though, you'll find out there is something it goes back to that leads them to. Yeah. It's not comes out of the blue. It's something that has built up and usually something that's happened, yeah. whether as kids or, you know, whenever it's usually comes yeah. back to something that has led to this, the kid, some yeah. sort of trauma or something that young. Yeah. That, yeah. There's usually always, thing. always something. I mean, no, as you said, nothing comes out of the blue. This could be a level of, you know, you know, go as back as, you know, when they were kids, like, that one incident that just right um, yeah I mean you know like I Gacy I think Gacy's like his, his whole like spawned all the way back to like a camping trip he had with his dad and like something fucked up happened there you know what I mean and like that yeah. you know, they, there's always a, you know with, with Dama there was like you know him collecting roadkill with his dad Right. Supposedly made him want to dissect people, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You know what I mean? There's definitely that plays into, but it's but it's like 
it's so weird because you can see there could be two people that came up in very bad environments. You know what right. I mean? Like the were both of them in the equally worst environments. One of them will get to a point like this where they kill kill everybody, their family and themselves, and then there will be somebody else that lives kind of a normal life for the most part. And it's just kind of weird. You know, we had Keith Rivera, uh, author and podcaster on the lighter side of serial killers on the network. And uh, that was a discussion we had with him because it's very interesting how, like, both come from trauma. And right. They, but at the, 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 the finish line, at the, at the finish of it, it's, it's still different. Yeah, yeah I, I think when, when you look at that, the deciding factor on that, Yeah. a lot of people like to say, um, how people are created is uh, nurture or nature. But yeah. the fact is, it's nurture and nature. Yeah. The fact is that you can take two people and they go through the same shit and all that. One becomes a, a serial killer, another one becomes the president of the United States. And the yeah. fact is that it's usually boiled down to their genetics of you know, how they're... Uh, they process things, how they deal with things. And it's then, also like environmental factors, you yeah. know, where they and grow you, up, where they live. Yeah, you then take two people, let's say twins, that are genetically as close as you can, and you have one person living in, you know, a place where he never needs anything, everything is given to him, and you have another one that has a struggle his entire life, and you're going to still get two totally different personalities just because of you know where they ended up and what they have to do and and the fact is that when you start dissecting you know these these uh these murderers that you know that you have to look at both what is the triggering um uh effect in the environment and also what what genetics they already have what are they uh you know are they, you know, like naturally a sociopath? Do they have emotions? Right. I mean, the thing is, I know I, I, I've met sociopaths that have never heard a fly, but they work on Wall Street, okay? And and that yeah, and 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 they use use their you know uh, their detachment, you know, in yeah. in that way. And, but then again, if something dramatic happened to him early on, you know, they they might have been another Gacy. Right. Ari- Ariana, you've been quiet over there. What's your take on that? I mean, I definitely agree with the nature versus nurture type deal. Um, and especially working with, you know, children and families and going through the whole human growth and development it's very crucial at the infant stage for the baby to develop mentally and emotionally. And, you know, when you dissect the serial killers and whatnot and the people that kill their families and stuff, you're not going to not find one that doesn't have some sort of fucked up background of some sort. Yeah. So, and not everybody who is a sociopath is born that way either. So there's like the different scopes, you know, come out as adults from trauma. So you could, you know, it's more known for 
it, men for in their early twenties to be diagnosed. Do you think they've that, had trauma? You think kids might have that the trauma? Then they build up they build up a wall as a kid would do, and then mm-hmm. they, they snap when that wall's broken down by just being chipped at by the madness of life after time that that wall eventually gets so fucking shaky that it just comes down. Like- it comes down and that, cause I assume like they all, I always hear stuff about like kids when they go through trauma, they take, they take themselves out of it and they build walls so they don't have to deal with it. Exactly. And, you know, adults, yeah. adults do it too. And, it, and when the adults do it, it all stems back from doing it as a kid. Yeah, so I, wa- I wonder if that break is actually something like that, where that wall that they've built in their minds been chipped away at so much mm-hmm. that it just kind of poof goes away, and there it's no longer there. There's no wall holding nothing back, holding okay. back that bill. If you're not given the tools on how to function when you're being triggered, and if you've been through some serious trauma, and it changes your whole DNA, trauma. And, but the cool thing is, is that it's reversible. You can, you can fix it, but people don't know that. And for whatever reason, well, the stigma around mental health, you know, is the reason why people don't go out and ask for help, especially, you know, with all this postpartum stuff going on. I think I'm very passionate about it because myself and Lancy Clancy have babies the same age. Right. So that was like, Ooh. That could be me. And for but, anybody out there that doesn't know, real quick, the story on that, that was the Duxbury mother who um, killed, was it two or three children? Three. 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 We'll get into the gruesome details of that in a little bit, but she did that, and then she, I guess she jumped out a window to try and commit suicide or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, she became paralyzed. Um. But didn't quite, didn't do the deal. But you know, so I know that you guys know a lot more about this story than we do. So you want to kind of you guys want to take it from here and f- kind of fill in the fill in the story a little bit of what you know, of like the t- timeline wise. Yeah, like, kind of went down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you gonna? Do you want to start it, Ariana? Oh, I'm sorry, Harley, just come in here. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so she's uh the i know the husband left supposedly the yeah. husband left for like 10 minutes or something like that like something crazy no he actually was like gone for like 45 minutes or more sure blame him. him blame him no no about. no it's like she asked him if he wanted dinner from a place and yeah. he said yeah so she was gonna order it also needed stuff from like a cvs for one of their kids and so was looking supposedly looked up how long it takes to get from place to place and she asked him, you know, to get that and the food. And so he went to go get it. And in the time he was gone getting the stuff, she killed the two kids and then the baby and then tried to kill herself. And he said nothing was weird. Nothing was off before. He no, left. he said it was one of the best days that she had ever had because she had been struggling. She was on leave for it all. For depression? Type deal. Postpartum. Postpartum, yeah. While she was getting treatment. Yeah, like she yeah, got out of a mental institution for suicide attempts at the beginning of January. So postpartum, like what's the difference between, if you could even, you know, explain, is there a difference between, would you know the difference between failings or difference between those two things? 
regular depression and well, yeah, they got oh. postpartum depression, and then they said she had postpartum from- psychosis, which okay. is a more extreme part of postpartum. Mm-hmm. I know it's after birth; it's like a pregnancy. Thing. Yeah, and it's all it all stems from the hormones. Yeah, and, but the psychosis part is yeah. they whoever's experiencing it their reality is totally different than what is actually really happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Lindsay had said that she heard a male voice telling her that this was her last chance. She needed to kill them. And then herself. Yeah. And like, she yeah, said that she had a touch of the psychosis. Right. Yeah. But she also had a, the baby had his checkup that day. Or had a doctor's appointment for the baby that day, and they do screenings. Well, they're supposed to do screenings on the moms. I know for our pediatrician, they do um, to look for like postpartum and stuff. But I guess they had reached out and they didn't find anything abnormal with her when she was there. You know how they check for that stuff? Just like ask them. They ask you questions, like emotional questions and whatnot. They ask, you know, are you, do you feel safe in your home? Um, are you, you know, detached from things that you like to do? Are you more happy than sad? Like those types of questions. So it's more of a state of confusion than like a just utter darkness feeling. Like what? what, what, what not so much confusion. It's yeah. just really believing and hearing and seeing things that are not there. Like. You really are believing. You really like, think they they're really there. truly believe. So they hear the this voice that's, and they. That's the difference between regular depression and that, then, because with regular depression, you ain't seeing shit. You know what I mean? Well, even with postpartum depression, you're not seeing shit. Yeah. Postpartum psychosis. Well, psychosis. It's a total different ballgame. Yeah. yeah. Regular postpartum depression is like, you know, mood swings, anxiety, you know, you're depressed. It's like... very common, right? For the most yeah. part, after pregnancy. Definitely. One in four mothers yeah. have, um, get it within the first year of a baby being born. So yeah. she got it, and then it just went on, like, un, uh, not diagnosed, but on, like, uh, untreated. And it, it no, went, <laughs> it was being treated. It was being surgery. treated. That's part of the problem, because she was having doctors throwing scripts at her. She ended up oh. being on, like, she was on 13 different meds. She had 13 different ones, yeah. So that's where the psychosis part comes? Probably, because they had her on, like, Seroquel. They had her on Zoloft, Prozac, Trazodone, like, Ambien. Like, they had her on a cocktail of meds that should not yeah. be. Where do, you, uh, where do you two think the responsibility lies with, like, the doctors? And, like, um, who I wholeheartedly think. her 13 different meds that shouldn't go together. You think they should have to go on trial a little bit? Or? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think? Do you think that that kind of uh, eliminates her a little bit? What do you think about where, where do you think she should be in this? So this is where I, this is where it gets hairy because yeah. nobody says that she didn't do it and nobody's saying that she doesn't deserve to get whatever that is coming to her at all. Nobody's saying that that's the case. The problem is is that the whole mental health system is so broken that mothers don't want to come forward and tell you that they don't want to be near your children because they want to bash their face in with a fucking frying pan. Because that's what 
some mothers talk about. If you research any of it, these mothers come out and say, I couldn't be left alone with my kid. I had to tell my husband I literally wanted to bash my kid's face off of the counter. And you're literally listening to it and you're like, holy shit. But when, you know, you're in that state of mind, you're exhausted, your hormones are going crazy. And I mean, I get it. The babies don't stop crying and they literally can make you go crazy. But if you, it sucks because on paper, it looks like she had such a great support system. But when you dive deeper, that's when you're going to start finding the flaws. Yeah. Uh, And psychosis isn't something that just like is thrown at you and you're stuck with it. Like it comes and goes in waves. And that's the other argument. Like, when you throw her in a mental institution instead of jail, what happens when she all of a sudden is cured and doesn't have psychosis? Well, that's not like, that's not how that works. Like it comes and goes and waits. It doesn't just like go away. Yeah. Whenever they said she made phone calls and like, she didn't sound like she was like in a psychosis. They don't sound any different. No. I've seen somebody in psychosis personally and they don't, talk differently they just really truly believe and see and hear things that are not there do you consider being confined to a wheelchair punishment i think her being alive is would you consider that like if you were if you were the judge if you were the judge would you personally consider that into would you put that aside because that's something else would you consider that into your your thought process of what time you were going to give her I am well, yeah. so, yeah, live her life knowing they're dead. Like that's punishment right there too. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But I, I'm curious. It's just a weird blurry line with that because she did do it to herself. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And um, it's very unfortunate. And that in itself, some people will say, I know people that make the best of it and have, you know, full function life and love everything. You know what I mean? But right. You know, that could, for somebody that wants to have them and then not have them, that could be like a prison-type deal to them. Um, But uh, it'd be interesting to see. I was curious. Alex, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that as a judge, I know we're not judges here, but like in the the position of a judge, would you kind of be more lenient because of the paralyzation? Or would you just kind of take that out of your mind and hit her with fucking... Well, I mean, in, in, I mean, <clears throat> I think the big thing, honestly, mm. is the fact going back to the 13 different, uh, prescriptions that she got. Yeah. Um, now I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, you know, like which prescription should be with or used or whatever. But I would look into that first because first of all, when you're giving someone so many prescriptions, for me, as a layman, it's telling me they have no idea what to do. They don't care. They're tossing as much as they can at you and hoping something works. Yeah. And, of course, as proven by what happened, uh, none of it worked. And could the, the prescriptions themselves could have probably added to the psychosis break. Now, if I was a judge, the first thing I would do is look into the prescriptions and the doctors and all that and try to figure out... That could get you killed. Yeah, well, you know, 
We'll make we, a movie about you at least if they do. <laughs> well, what can I say? Uh, we all have a short time on this planet as it That's is, true. but That's might true. as well make it count, right? I guess so, yeah. So I would look at at that. That would be where my focus would be, whether I was a lawyer or a judge, because it's obvious that what happened was a psychosis break. And, of course, I mean, you can't I, – I, I mean, like was said before, her living and being in that wheelchair itself is punishment enough. And and the fact is, she's going to have to live with that the rest of her life, which, honestly, I cannot think of a more punishable offense than that. Once. But then again, I would, like I said, I would uh, honestly go and look at the doctors and try to figure out the why the heck she had 13 prescriptions that seemed to be counterproductive. And and probably was what caused caused the thing. I mean, for example, if I had a gun and I decided, well, you know, I'm going to only leave like uh, one bullet in the chamber, and I just leave it in front of you know a kid, and the kid finally ends up shooting himself or someone else. Okay, and I mean the fact is, you pretty much put a loaded gun in that person's hand. Yeah. Which, and and that's how I, I kind of feel with all those prescriptions. It's just, it just, for me, it just feels like they weren't taking this seriously enough. They didn't know how to fix the problem. And like in so many uh, doctors nowadays, they're like, hey, let's just give them everything that we can think of and Cross our fingers, hope for the best that, you know, she'll be fine. Right. I mean, that that's how I feel. And if I was a judge, I'd be looking into that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that because this story has blown up nationally, just like um, the other woman down in Texas, like in the early 90s. They, I'm really hoping that this brings to light, you know, the fact that the United States is... Their support system for families is horrendous. We're like one of the only countries that don't pay their families like a year's worth of maternity leave for paternity leave. And, you know, it's a big deal. And you have these parents, you know, that are that are forced to go back to work as early as four weeks. And you're expecting them to one perform at their best and to still somehow function as a normal human being. And I, I mean, she was an overnight way. nurse. Like her job wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah, she and, was a delivery nurse. Labor yeah, delivery. And I really hope that nationally, this you know gets taken care of, even like with different companies and stuff. I know they don't even know if she'll make it to trial because she's on suicide watch like crazy. Yeah. Well, she, that's not her best, you know, she's better at other things that are, you know what I mean? I Um, think the humane thing would be to let her kill herself. The humane thing would be to let her kill herself? Yeah, I think so. You know, what's the reality, what's the possibility of her being a psychopath just like Brian Walsh? 
What do you think? No? That's impossible? No. That's impossible? I'm going to, yeah, no, I don't think so. Can you feel like going on in the bank background? <laughs> I feel like they're both could be medicated madness behind that, you know, behind both situations. For sure. I mean, they haven't come out with any of the Brian Walsh stuff, but I would be very curious to know. Because he was also seeing a psychiatrist. That's very right. juicy info. They can't leak out before trial, right? Are you well, only- isn't that isn't that kind of funny though? How like the whole HEPA thing, but yet a mother kills her three kids, and everybody and their mother are like, pull out our fucking medical file. Oh yeah. So how does that work? Well, what? What? Come again? Say that again, please. Who has more money? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's because I, they're I still them, looking for a body in that first case. I think they're both so leaking stuff yeah. isn't quite the best way to go yet. So they were jumping down. Well, they, he's he's been guilty since his picture hit the news. So <laughs> was guilty just, before I, that. just kind of the way it goes. In the same way, her, you know, people and her crime. I mean, lives are lost on both both fronts, and it's very tragic. But I think everybody can admit that her her crime is a little more heavy than his. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, because I mean, uh, it's it's one thing when you're dealing with um, someone who who, who uh, ended up killing killing children to someone killing another adult, whether it's man or a woman. Um, there's always going to be more uh, heft put towards. You know, uh, the death of, of children. Right. But, but again, I mean, you're looking at, at, at both of these that it's obvious that what happened with her was definitely a mental issue that pushed her over the edge. Right. Now with him, maybe there is a mental issue with him, but I, but I think his mental issue is that he just happened to be a sociopath. Yeah. That he was born probably with, you know, not able to really get in touch with his emotions or whatever, right. and you know he and uh, he became a, a son of a bitch, and he ended up, uh, you know, do, do, uh, you know, killing his wife because of selfish reasons. I mean, right. maybe I mean we can delve in and find out that maybe there is more of a traumatic thing behind him or. There's something else, but right now, with w- the information that we have, I'm more likely going to lean on the side of that his his action, his murder, was more selfishly motivated than uh, a person who mentally had a mental break and then did something horrendous. Yeah, I would say the same. I think his is more... I think he was more with it, you know, and where she was in that psychosis and mental health and then all the meds. I don't think his was quite like that. His was, like you said, more selfish. Yeah. A plus also, a plus also effect with him. He, he went on to get information off of YouTube. He, you know, downloaded information on how to get rid of the body. He went to Home Depot to get the stuff to do it. And she just, she did it, realized what she did, and then tried to kill herself instead of him who he did it, and he did a very good job taking care of the body. Yeah. I mean, there's 
I mean, it's there's there's uh, there's a planned meet uh, a planned murder, and then there's right. murder of either passion or spontaneous. And she was definitely more of a spontaneous, you know. Oh. She had the psychosis. Right. It happened, and then she realized what happened, and then she tried to kill herself. Right. Well, she uh, she didn't kill him with kindness, that's for sure. Uh, Ariane or Sam. One, one of you, I know you guys, can you give a little rundown, let, let, fill in the people exactly how she, uh, you know, lay out this tragic tale of what she did to the kids, because it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Uh, and those those bodies were found, I will say, those bodies were found. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Ariane. I, uh, I watched I, the, what? I was say everybody at home put the children to sleep. I'm gonna block my ears. Oh, yeah, tell people what happened. Yeah, it's horrible. It is. Yeah, it is. So she had asked if he wanted dinner or whatever from a restaurant in Plymouth, which he. This is what was said in court. So supposedly he thought that was odd because they don't typically do takeout that far down. Yeah. But he was cool with it because they have eaten from there before. So she also needed him to pick up the prescription or whatever for the baby. And so he went down there and did that. Well, I guess when he came back, he went inside the house and he said it was very quiet. And that was very odd because it was right, like dinner time. Like it's usually crazy at that point. And he said that he went upstairs and his bedroom door was locked. He finally got into it and he saw blood in front of the standing tall mirror in the window open. He went running, saw the wife or whatever laying on the ground. She was conscious though. And yeah, he was already on the phone with 911. Yeah, he was already on the phone with them. And she's and he said, Where are the kids? Where are the kids? And she said, They're down in the basement. So I guess there's 911 tapes, but I haven't heard them yet. But what they said in court was that on the recordings, he goes downstairs and he sees the baby first, I believe. And he goes, you know, hey, bud. Or no, it was the three-year-old. The yeah. other son, right? The little yeah. Boy, the little yeah. boy that he saw first. Yeah. And asked, you know, if he was okay, bud, or whatever, and then saw that he clearly wasn't and that he had a um, exercise band wrapped around his throat. And I guess he just starts screaming and, you know, says they're not breathing, they're not breathing. And screaming that he that she killed the kids. And then the first responders were there already at that point. But yeah. And I guess she had said she had disclosed that she Actually, that's the other gray area because someone, they're saying in court that she never even mentioned anything about the psychosis until after the fact. Uh, dude, I think there's something fishy with her case. I know you hate my guts for thinking that, but I think there's a little more psychopath in her 
bowl of jello than, you know, just as much as Brian Walsh. Which I'm not necessarily yeah. saying isn't the case. I mean, no. she is a nurse and they are known to go batshit. <laughs> like, it's crazy because I have personally witnessed someone in psychosis and it's yeah. crazy. It's a, like a snap. It's like all of a sudden they could be normal one second and then something snaps and they're a whole other person. It's crazy to see. It's scary. Mm-hmm. The, um, that's all I would imagine. Be, I was thinking that earlier, like when, what Alex was talking about the dude on the phone, it's like, what a job that is, man. They have to be like the person on the other line talking to the dude. Oh, huh. Yeah, the like, dispatcher. The, the dispatcher when they find the kids or that kid telling the dad to go for it. Like, that's fucking... Right. That's horrendous. I wonder if they get, like, leave or time off for, like... I would think so. If they have to so. be part of something like that. All the first responders were given yeah, um, the ability for counseling and shit yeah. to take what leave. Was, um, was, it Bill, was it Apple or, like, remember Bill Gates or something like that? Like, one of his places, he had to get, like, counselors because the shit that they looked at, like, on the internet was, like, so bad that, like, they had to have, like, people talk to him. But, like, that was just, like, a regular thing. Like, there was people that, I don't know, it was some weird technology. Yeah, I think it was Bill Gates's people, but I don't, I'm not, you know. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> That's okay. I never know what he's talking about. I just nod and smile. Well, now I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the episode. Fuck all you. I'm like, what? The guy that got hit in the Apple store? is Because that, that was an angle. No, there was a store. I forget what. No, it might have been. Um, Bezos or whatever fucking bait, whatever that dude. It was some Bezos. It could be Bezos. It was some like somebody who worked for this big pro, this big computer program. Sean, if you're there, you might know this. There's a big programming company, and there was like jobs for certain people to look through all like the bad, like the bad stuff, and like you know the thing people, the the stuff that people would get. Um, like you would report, you would report to Facebook, so to speak. A video would go up, and you'd report it. Like whoever the person was that had to go look at those videos. Oh, like a monitor, or something? like a monitor of that shit. I guess whatever. Some one of the corporations it was actually had to have like legitimate grief counselors come in regularly because of the stuff that they seen. Supposedly was like that fucked up. I wouldn't be surprised on things like that with like child porn things and like murders you know like all that whoever has to find all that stuff and go through it well they they speculate that that anthony weiner laptop that, that like four or five of the de- detectives that actually looked at it have killed themselves because of the shit that's on there is so dark and that's all like kitty kitty pornography and weird shit like that Speculation. I don't want to get killed. Hey, this is a show but, that I get like fascinated about. Yeah, it's a dark it's world. Twisted too. It's super dark. <laughs> so they, the, the police came and got her, and what was she saying from it? Was she taking the stance of just kill me? What was she trying? To, was she fighting for her life? What was her? What's her stance in the whole thing? They put her in like a medical induced coma for a hot second because she broke like. She like shattered a shit ton of vertebrae in her back and neck. She was uh, paralyzed, but they still had to put her out, huh? Uh, that was, yeah, she had like emergency surgery and shit. 
Yeah, they had to wait a while before they finally arraigned her because of yeah. how bad it was. She's like the dude from Split, but like girl. Yeah, but I guess so that what they're trying to throw in her face is that when she came out of it, out of the coma or whatever, the mental yeah. coma, her first response was, "Do I need to get a lawyer?" And they're saying that right there, she's guilty because that's of, not the yeah, that's not the response of like a human. Yeah, uh, but I guess she has been. I think they she wasn't her. talking about the kids like at all, and she got a good they don't sleep. know if she really knows if what she did. They gave her a good night's sleep with that drug induced coma. The other dude had to sleep on a hot cot. Um, where I'm going with this? But they're uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting deal. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think she, I think she's her her crimes too heinous to fucking. I don't think they'll let her off. You know what I mean? I don't. I mean, nobody expects her to get off. Like clearly, I'm sure there's people that want her to walk, well not walk away from it. That's going to be tough for it's her. It's just whether she should just roll away from it. or yeah, should yeah. go to like a mental institution. Well, clearly, we can see that the mental institution route has completely failed her at this point. Right. right. She's probably better off in jail, honestly. Well, then we got to pay for the stuff. And there's a th- it's, a, it's a good discussion there of, like, you know, who should take care of the, you know, people that are mentally, yeah. mentally like, well, we insane, need to if you start will. really thinking about proactively instead of reactively. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Start thinking about ways that we can support families and not have to get a, a jump shame on. them for getting help. Yeah, yeah getting help to, before yeah. it gets that bad. The jump would have to be uh, before any of this stuff happens. It would have to be better, I guess, parenting skills or like uh, showing better courses on showing, you know, New parents, how to raise? I don't know. I don't know because I maybe we all have the, a TV show. Feel, well, <laughs> I, remember, I remember after school specials when we were kids, and we we're not killing. I don't know. She's probably our age, right? I'm guessing you could teach someone Lindsay. by the book how to raise kids and stuff, and still nobody's kids the same. You'll go crazy raising a kid. No, it's a tough bit. It's a tough bit. There's a lot of pressure to it. It's hard work, and there's a lot of pressure and response. It is hard work. It's fucking terrible some days. Now, is is Lindsay Clancy our age, roughly, or? She's 32. Yeah. Like, even the husband is wanting people to, like, forgive her. He stands by her. Yeah. That's called love. Mm -hmm. That's called shock. That wear off a little bit. He'll have a different opinion of that, probably. I think down the line, obviously, he'll end up divorcing her and stuff, but... Once once they find out... Well, that's typically what they do. They divorce them, but they still love them and still fight for them. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. It's a tough deal. It's, uh... It's tough because clearly you love somebody before you have kids with them, so, like, to think that person and then, but then you also have to think your kids are gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's extremely tough when you got you know, you know, you you love somebody who then you know kills someone else you love, and right. then you're stuck in that. I'm, 
I don't know. I mean, if I was in that situation, I mean, I don't think that I could still look at the same person that I used to love the same way after that. Um, but then again, I mean, it, there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of emotions. You could very simply be like, you know, he's the only one he has left. And That's what I though, hear the most of. And, and even though that she did say horrendous things, and of course, maybe he's holding on to the fact that this is all a mental thing and it wasn't her fault. Sometimes people need to grab onto that, especially after having pretty much a racking ball just slammed into your family um, nucleus that you're just kind of like just trying to grasp on, on anything yeah. to get you through uh, so you yourself don't go insane. That's what it is. His world's been so blown apart that he's trying to hold on to anything from what it used to be, which yeah. happens to be her at this time. But I think with after... You know, months or a year or years of it, I think he's eventually, he'll probably have a change of tune on it. No matter whether it, if he, even if like, even if he loves her, staying close to it, her being a reminder of it every time he sees her, he'll have to di- distance for that reason alone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, going to prison to see her brings in all different type of sad emotions. So eventually he'll probably just have to pull back for his own mental health insanity and have to leave the situation and try and like I don't know I guess figure out where he wants to go from there it's the recipe yeah. for a Norman Bates it really yeah. is you know what I mean I mean I can understand a lot but when it came to my kids I don't know Sh- Shawnee what do you think could... what Yo. you don't think you can uh, do it I don't think I could like you know, I could still love a person, you know, but oh, okay. over my kids, I would just I thought you were gonna say, I don't stand know. by and love somebody, you know. I thought you were going to say, um, I don't know if I could kill him. Oh, I was going to say, right. you don't know what's going on. Oh, like, she knows she could. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's an intro. It's, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I asked Sean the other night. I said, you know, as a husband and a dad's point of view. If, I mean, he knows, you know, that I've, that I struggle even before the baby came. And I said, what would have happened if that was us? Like, what would you do? And he was like, without hesitation, was like, I would kill you. (laughs) With kindness, with kindness. And I said, you know, that's funny because I've I've been watching like some of the husbands and stuff of these women that kill their kids. And the one from in like Colorado or whatever, he said my first instinct was Carol, like what the fuck? What did you just do? He's yeah. like, I wanted to kill her. And he said, but something stopped him that day and was like, no, don't do it. Because if you kill her, they're going to think that I killed my whole family. So he didn't, he didn't kill her. And, but he did divorce her, but he actually just came out with a statement saying that he supports uh, the Clancy husband for supporting his wife because that's what he does. Well, that's the positive thing to do, but sometimes it's hard to be positive in a dark time. Sean, I never asked you, if you were the judge, 
would you would you accept her, her being paralyzed as kind of uh, as the you know would you be more lenient on her or would you just give her give her whatever you would if she was walking in there? Uh, no, I yeah, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna be more lenient because dumbass broke her fucking own back. Yeah, didn't manage to fucking you know kill herself, which is the big thing. Like. I I will help you commit your own suicide by bringing back the stocks and having you fucking chained out there all day with people walking by you. Yeah. And when she when she came out of that coma and the first thing was how she needs to protect herself, I always think that's Do I need a lawyer to fucking shove a sock in your mouth and jack you up full of air right now, lady? <laughs> See? That's a good giveaway, though. We've talked about that on the show before. When people go to that, oh, I'm going to think of themselves first. Yeah. It's troublesome. It's a good giveaway. Like several hundred kicks in the head with a horse. I I happen to think. You can't really go against her for asking if she needs a lawyer. I mean, you're coming out of a fucking what the fuck stage and you're like, what the hell just happened? I'm handcuffed to a fucking bed. Do I need a goddamn That's also just them assuming she said that. Is that actually what she said when she first woke up? She Mm -hmm. said, did I get them all? Ah." (laughs) The, um, yeah, nobody really knows what she said. You know what I mean? Uh, It's a little, little you know, goes against character, you know, I don't really dig that when you do that. It should be, is my family okay? What have I done? You know what I mean? Like, can I talk to my husband? Can I see my kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. She wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. Call Johnny Cochran. Call Johnny Cochran in there. Um, well, we, boom, I, I, I heard rumor that Behold the Pill podcast had an interview set up with her for big money. And then uh, when it went public, they lost that interview. It's very sad. Very tragic. Um, I'm very sad she, I wasn't part of that. Sean, what's your take on this? Is she, you know, I happen to think she probably is just as crazy as the, the Brian Walsh dude. And uh, I know you guys think they're being hard on her. I know you think being hard on her because of the pregnant deal and, you know, that's not why I side with her. It's from experiencing myself watching somebody go through psychosis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is why I am more understanding and I can yeah. see her. Get like, it. not that I like get, understand her side, but yeah. like to actually see someone in psychosis, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to see because yeah. it's a switch sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, I'm with you on that. My thought is like societally as a group. Oh, yeah. As a group, they're looking more as him as being the boogeyman than really her. When I feel like the the crimes are, they're both horrible, but hers is heavier. And I know you add the, the you know the, the 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 mental. I think they're probably both on heavy medication. I think that'll eventually come out. And uh, it's interesting. I I don't know. I don't know. I have no. I don't know the full facts on it. I can't give a full opinion of it. But I think it's. Uh, I, I think, feel like he's not on that much meds, and that's he's just. I, I bet he is. I bet he's on medication because he knows because he's. I think he was a little wealthier, used to the good life. Knows he's going to jail. He's has ultimate depression now. He's probably very medicated. That's my guess. But do you do you think there's any chance of any of these people getting off? You think they're no. both going down the river? Yes. Gone. 
I don't know. I really think that the Lindsay Clancy case could really go both ways. I actually, I think both of them could really go both ways. Yeah. I don't think she'll get off. I think she could look at the possibility of doing her stay in a mental institution. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she'll be, I don't think she'll get off and walk away. I don't, but I don't think she'll get charged with, what was it? The, I think she'll put the insanity place. It's more of like a temporary, temporary insanity though, right? Because like. uh, Well, I think she's going to get the insanity plea, not even temporary. I think. Well, I mean, that would be the claim, right? Because it was with, with, with the, the, the postpartum depression and stuff like that. Is that something, I don't know. Is that something that there, that, that's there for a long time or is that something that's there after, like, dur- like after pregnancy? For well, like depression is treatable, but if it goes untreated, it lasts forever. No, you, oh. it depends will, on the person. Yeah. But, and then it can go into a, like, serious manic depressive yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah, but I'm if not- you were to have more babies, like the woman in Texas, they told her like she should not have any more kids because each time she had one, it got worse and worse, and then by her fifth kid, she fucking drowned them all in the bathtub. Right, and she was found dead. guilty back in what was it, two thousand one? Yeah, something. early two thousand. And then in 2006, they found her not guilty and then Mm -hmm. uh, did the whole insanity part. It's a way bigger deal than I thought it was because I always assumed whenever I hear about these mothers killing their kids that it was they were just in the depths of a dark depression of sadness. And it wasn't further with hallucinations and all types of stuff like that. Some are not quite to that psychosis thing. Some are just depressed and do it. Yeah, Yeah, There's not very many of them, though, if you look at the statistics. No. That's what, that's the other thing that the, like, psychiatrists and stuff are coming out forward and being like, stop saying that women that have postpartum depression kill their kids because that's not the case. Right. And one in four women who get postpartum depression you know, the last thing they want to think about is, are they going to kill their own kid? But right. more than a thousand do experience the psychosis, but yeah. out of that group that kill their kids is like literally only a handful. It's like point one. Yeah, but they, that's the problem though. Like, people aren't aware of the differences and you know, for everybody who has a brain, we sure don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> so I know we've all kind of agree with a lot of different medication is the, is the issue. You think yeah. they should go more natural? I know you guys believe in marijuana. Marijuana, a little marijuana help. Uh, you guys get down with like... Medications, it's just the right medications, certain, like, clearly 13 of them should not go together. Especially, right. like, putting Valium, Ativan, like, Clonopin together. The different benzos. Right there, that's a disaster. It's a lot of trial yeah. and error, too, unfortunately. Yeah, that's Weird. true. But again, oh, as a nurse, you should know that. Right. We're going to start calling it weird science on the show. <laughs> Behold the um, but that's what it is. And, you know, I know marijuana can be good. You know, people like smoking weeds for having fun, but weed can be good for many different things. Absolutely. Uh, 
I know that they're like mushrooms are becoming a bigger deal. What do you guys yeah. think about that? A little micro dosing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like fully, in my opinion. I'm, I'm not fully into it, yeah. I know. She's always been. Uh, I'm just talking about all the things I've heard about on uh, Joe Rogan, of course. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like that ayahuasca stuff or whatever that you smoke yeah. and trip out for. I really want to go take three of us down and go do a healing tribe type deal. That, that sounds like fun times. Yeah, trip out in the fucking tree houses and. Actually, it's kind of funny because um, any of you guys watch John Oliver? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm not regularly, but I've seen it. I'm yeah. familiar with it. Well, yeah. actually, John Oliver had an episode uh, last Sunday, which I watched, which was talking about psychedelics helping um, people with, uh, especially veterans with um, uh, post-traumatic uh, stress and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And that uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, science behind the fact that it's, it's, I mean, like all medications, if it's done rightly and you have the right amount and all that, they can really help in, in those kind of situations. Mm. Right. It's definitely all about, like, having the right amount, you know, the right dose and... Well, it's different for everyone, and it's trying to figure it out. It's the hard part. Life's all about balance. You know what I mean? yeah. Every part of it. The river flows with balance. You know what I mean? Speaking of river. That's right. That's right. A little river of hope. Uh, Alexander, from what you heard tonight, any of these people getting off, or what do you think? Um, I don't think any of them are going to get off. I think that uh, depending on how things progress uh, with uh, the woman who killed her children depends on uh, whether they look into the um, prescription she was uh, prescribed and and all of that, that she might, uh, I mean, it might be put on that uh, she gets... Uh, um, you know, psychological help instead of just uh, being sent to prison. Uh, the guy, uh, I think he's going to just go straight to prison because I don't see any anything, uh, any hint of any mental breaks or anything like that that would ex- not saying that anything can excuse what he did but would lead you to believe that there's something more than just a selfish man um, doing one last hurrah by killing off his wife. I agree with that. Um, I do think that uh, definitely have to delve into the mental um, health situation with the woman. And depending on that, depends on whether she's going to prison or whether she's going to mental health facility to see if there's any way of trying to, you know, help her. I mean, that's that's the way I see it for those two cases. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'd be curious to see if she ends up at a mental facility. They'll probably just put her in regular prison. 
I guess. Well, that's the other thing, though. If you're paralyzed, what type of care do they give? Are they even able to take care of her at that point? I know one of the uh, one of the main characters on Oz was in a wheelchair, so I'm sure it'll be all right for her. <laughs> you know what I mean. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't because you know what she did. I I I do think that there was some stuff in her head that made her do it, but I think that uh, see, I don't know. I think that they're they'll probably treat it like drugs, like people that are high on drugs do crazy stuff, probably like that. Unless it's kind of less people fight for her. If there's a big like outrage and people fight for her, oh, there is. Yeah, if it's big enough, then they'll probably be a little more lenient with her. But I don't they know. They have like a big so, petition going right now. It's, they have all, like a yeah. bunch of her nurse friends and shit from um, the hospital she worked at wrote yeah. a ton of letters. Families, friends, people are writing big time to the court. They do like to set examples of people, though, too. If they're trying to put a fear into people that might contemplate doing something, and even though she wasn't in her right mind, like, the law people, they don't really, they won't go deep into it like that. They'll just go, this is the way it's got to be. Now you know. Now you know. Well, my thing is... don't help anything, but, yeah. (laughs) When you're sitting there and you're shaming people, and then you wonder why they don't go out and get help. Like there's right. a big stimulus. Stimulus. I think that, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but I think there's like a coldness that I don't think the prison system will ever get out of, you know what I mean? Which like would be, you know, compassion like that. I don't think that's kind of reality in the future. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Especially, the prisons being compassionate? Especially with the prison systems being such like a business now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like more fucking... But yeah, I don't know. Um, I agree. You know, I do think that, you know, the the proper research should be figured out to try and get nip this stuff in the butt before it probably starts with home life at some degree. You know what I mean? Making sure every, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, there's always that mental aspect to it because you can, you look at like Jeffrey Dahmer, you look at like Colin, Dahmer was like a, but the Columbine kids, you know what I mean? Like, they were, they grew up in great homes, you know what I mean? Like, both of those, in, the, in their letter they left for their parents, they were like, we had great lives. You guys were good parents. We, You didn't do anything wrong, but they still were the Columbine kids, you know what I mean? So, like, you just can't, you just can't tell sometimes. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, you know? Um. So, yeah, so, this was good times. This was good dog times, had by all. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, we'll 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 follow along and we'll find out what where exactly they wind up. You know what yeah. I mean? But we're glad that you guys, you ladies, wound up on the Boombastic Media Network. Tell you the truth, we're excited. No, we appreciate. It. Hell yeah! Excited. Trauma mamas are coming. That's right. We're coming uh, on strong. By the time <laughs> you hear. Hearing this, there might even be an episode out for y'all to peep. If there is, we'll put in the link. You know what I mean? Yep. Hopefully, well, be out there soon. So, do you guys have any 
you know, to touch up on all this stuff, other, other than do, have you ever really sat down to think about an appropriate plan to getting this situation better? I know it's not it, your job, but. I think it all, in general, is the lack of mental health, like, help that people cannot ask for help without looking awful. We The resources that we don't have available for people makes it very hard, too, and I think it's mental health in general, getting any sort of help is there's a huge like lack of it. And then if you get help or try to ask for help, you get this stigma of you're this terrible person or you're no good. And like, Oh, like you can't ask for help. Cause then whatever reason it makes you look bad. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I mean, I'm a big advocate of being an open book. And I think that's where a lot of my storytelling comes into play. Um, I have no problem really coming out and spewing our shit. (laughs) Uh, It just comes out very fluently. Um, But it's very therapeutic for myself and for other people. And I think that the more we talk about our own stuff, the more other people are going to be more comfortable talking about their stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you don't need to necessarily go to the doctor to get help. I mean, we can call a friend, right. a family person. And, you know, I would love, you know, the trauma mamas for being known for being a resource for people to come to, to find different tips and tricks on how to feel less batshit crazy when we're Absolutely. <laughs> Not feel alone, like you're okay. Mm. You know, someone else has been through this. Yeah. You're not oh, crazy. Your kid sucks too. Mine too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, oh that was, I think we're living in a time that's very open. Do you see the space? She's like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> <laughs> it's we're very open. We're living in a time that's very open to that, which is good. And mental health awareness is big and important. And mm-hmm. you know, even like uh, like male mental health, which hasn't been talked about in forever, is like being brought up, which is cool and. Absolutely. You know, everybody's mental health matters. Yes. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I Mr. That. Sean Lally is going to be our first guest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. He's one so excited. Guests, one of the members of Behold the Pill podcast. That's what I yep. like to hear. Yep. He's excited. He's a good man. You gotta let him he's know. Like, I'm not even the camera right now. Like, gotta return him when he's, you know. yeah, he's probably like, what the dog doing? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I dig it. I dig it. I could have sworn I heard some baby noises in the background. There's no babies, so it's creeping me out. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, you know, what can you do? Not that noise, Sean. I know. I'm like, he's I like that. That was a nice touch. We could do more of that. Oh, what? Soundboards? Soundboards. Soundboards of the future. <laughs> Shawnee, you got anything you want to say in closing on this subject? Uh, what's up? Yeah, baby. Um, I think we closed. I think we captured everything. All right, you guys know what to do. Then you guys are good. I got your notes before the show when I said everything you wanted me to say. That's there we go. That's all that matters. Alex, you got anything you want to say in closing? Not really, other than 
Um, I think we've all talked about that the biggest issue, which uh, I hope everyone uh, leaves, is is the fact that there is a problem uh, that our society is dealing with, with mental health. The, the question is trying to figure out how, how to fix it, whether it's I mean, the fact is, unfortunately, I don't think any of us are able to change it on a government or a societal impact, but on a more personal and community impact, hopefully we are able to, you know, get out some information, just get the, the try to push the stigma away and just discuss. I mean, if if you find yourself in that kind of situation where uh, you don't think there's any way to turn, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, with us talking about this, it gives you uh, the knowledge that you're not alone and that there's always, always people out there to try to help you through these situations. And uh, I think that's the most important thing to know that when you're stuck in these kind of situations, you you can't help but feel alone, and and the knowledge that you're not, and that there's people out there that do want to help and want to try to help you through these things is is what's important, and that's what I hope that we are going to accomplish with you know the trauma mamas and also with Behold the Pale podcast when we talk about these issues. Yeah, we like to have fun, but we all we, we like to bring these issues out, you know, and talk about them, discuss them. You know, sometimes you have a little comedy in the mix because it gets a little dark, does it get a little uncomfortable, the, the content sometimes. So you got to kind of be, you know, I don't know. You got to be, I don't know about things sometimes. But uh, we definitely got love, respect, and, uh, you know, to all the folks that died, you know, uh you know, Anna Walsh and the kids, all the kids, which is super tragic, horrifying stuff. Whenever kids, I mean, the wife thing's bad news enough, but, you know, you got kids, and whenever kids go, it's a fucking horrendous thing. Right. Uh, it's like the saddest stuff ever. So uh, rest in peace to all them. And uh, we'll hope for justice to be served, you know what I mean? And again, we're uh, very happy to have... Trauma Mom is a part of the network. You know what I mean? Thank you for having us. Anytime. We'll have you guys back on again. Behold the Pill Podcast is a proud member of the Boombastic Meteor Network. If you like this, there's more episodes you can go listen to. And uh, if you're in the mood for doing a little uh, support financially, check out the Patreon page at uh, Boombastic with two O's streaming. Boombastic streaming. You can get all our uh, podcasting, film endeavors, and all types of cool stuff there. Peep it out. And definitely be on the lookout for this new show. It's hot stuff. It's going to be good. Get in there. Have some laughs. Have some cries. Change your lives. You know what I mean? Doing it big. And we'll catch catch all (laughs) y'all on the next episode of Behold, Behold, Behold. A pale podcast. They're totally stealing that tagline. You know that, right? (laughs) And then the district attorney's office tells me that that baby boy named Callan 
uh, died just after 11 a.m. today of his injuries. It is another blow to this already devastated community. A lot of parents are struggling with, do I tell my children? The Federicos brought their four-year-old son and a balloon today to the growing memorial outside the Clancy house on Summer Street. Young Cora Clancy was a classmate. I have an eight-month-old. I have a four-year-old. Like, it's, it, it makes you wonder, like, that could have been me. Like, it, it, it shakes you to the core in that sense. That, like, that could have been anybody. Lindsay Clancy remains hospitalized in police custody, already charged with two counts of murder in the deaths of five-year-old Cora and three-year-old Dawson. Those charges certain to be updated now to include the death of eight-month-old Callan. The 32-year-old mother who jumped out of a window Tuesday night in an attempt to take her own life is also charged with three counts of strangulation or suffocation and three counts of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. At a community prayer service last night, two of the children's teachers remembered Cora and Dawson. I was Dawson's teacher for about a year, and he was the sweetest little boy, so smart. She was the best little girl, so full of life, so happy, so smiley, very funny. Parents tell us this tragedy has been a wake-up call about postpartum mental health. I do think a good that will come out of this is that there will be more attention on, you know, postpartum and more education.